I just want to call this meeting of the When Will It End podcast lords together. Uh, as you know, we convened the podcast lord brethren meeting. Uh, we've sealed this podcast with various talismans. Uh, Charles, do you have your podcast sealing spirit talisman? I, I do. And it's, it's one of your gauged earrings. Is that correct? Yeah. It, yeah, right. I, I traded them out, but it's still just the one. Right. So when I put it on the nightstand, I always tell Amy, don't you fucking touch that. Don't fucking touch the talisman. Don't touch It's for the brethren meeting of the podcast lords. And she goes, okay, fine, whatever. You guys have a Jesus beautiful Christ. thing going. Yeah. yeah. And with Allison, I'm always like, where are my headphones? Where are my headphones? That's my talisman is my headphones. Your headphones. What right. are you wearing right now? Yes, as a, as a podcast lord. Oh, the cans. Is, I mean, obviously, the listeners of the show surely understand the subtext of the podcast, which is that we've only convened this podcast at any point as a, a gesture of our efforts to contain the, the lord of podcasting. Right. Every week. Right. And and this is another brethren meeting. Surely you knew this. Yeah, yeah. We haven't... Ex- Oh my, have we not explained this I don't this know if we got ever? into this. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, let's go back to the beginning. This is when right. we'll end. It's a podcast for two guys. I'm Josh. I'm Charles. We're podcast lords. You knew that. Yeah, come Everyone on. Everyone knew that going into episode <laughs> yeah. 40,000 that there were podcast lords. We're up to the 80s, I think. That's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, so um, uh, we're, t- we're talking about movie series. We watch the whole series. We tell you what happens in it, or, or in this case, we... We don't. No. We don't really... We're much bigger than that, Josh. We. <laughs> it's true. This is, again, as we've clarified, we, we are lords of podcast. Wait, we are the lords of podcast. Right. There are only two of us in this verse. Was it not clear from the beginning of this podcast that there was a secret subculture of podcast lords laboring in the darkness as only rogues could? Do you think there are more podcast lords out there? There must be. Wow. We gather in the island of broken uh, digital auto, audio workshops. To, to get together and, and ply our craft. And yes. there's French people and Asian people. Oh. And everyone's represented in a very chill, cool way. And yeah. it's definitely very normal. So um, we put the spirit of podcasting into a body. Yeah. A human body. Right. Who who do we put it into this time? Uh, in this case, it was, unfortunately, O.J. Simpson. Which was o. a J. mistake. Simpson. It was a mistake. When We did that a long time ago, though. Oh, aeons ago. Back when the first Brethren meeting of the Podcast Lords. Right. Right. And Did of you course, watch the... we've alluded to this almost too much over the course of the podcast. This is common oh, knowledge. I know we were like we were getting expositional, and right, it yeah. sucks that, like, yes, you should know this by now. It's been happening the whole time. Exactly. It's and not it, just a weird plot point thrown out, like pulled out of the air. Just it's to put not in like your movie. Jeffrey Rush one, but it goes as of course you all know <laughs> me and Johnny Depp are pirate lords. <laughs> Like, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah. So, of course, we're, today we're, we're covering Gore Verbinski's fucking deranged batshit masterpiece, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, the third in the series. I want to go out and say there's no way we've covered a movie this crazy before. I may have not seen a publicly released film that this is a yeah. Disney property. I was going to say this. This is a Disney movie. All right. Calm down. How can you calm it's okay. down? We're at World's End. Well, I was thinking we did watch that weird movie in New York. Oh, the Russian uh, art film. Cosmotopia. Yeah, look back to our our other podcast, uh, The Real Deal. We watched truly uh, Contagion or something. No, that's a Soderbergh movie. Yeah, I forgot. It was was some parasite thing. Just really crazy. But anyway, that was not publicly released. That was a a Russian art film for like people who smoke meth in St. Petersburg or whatever. (laughs) This was a movie that like was the most successful film and the most expensive film of its time. Yeah. Which is insane. And it's really, really weird. It is weird in a profound way that I was truly unexpected, unexpecting, and I didn't expect it. I'm a pirate podcast lord. Okay, so the first movie, let's just try to chart the progression here. The first movie okay, is like... That's a good idea. There's some darkness to it. There's hangings and corpses, mm. and everyone's dirty. And But it's sort of playful, and, and certainly the main characters, Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan, are pretty conventional. They're not, I don't know, king of the pirates or a heartless, life, lifeless marauder who sails the seas infinitely. Yeah. And Jack Sparrow's kind of cute, and, like, there's scrapes, and they get in some stuff, but, like, it's, you know, I think you'd be like, oh, this is a Disney, I can see that this is, like, a Disney thing. Yeah. It's, it's not that crazy. Two, how would you say two progresses from there? It gets, I think two get a little dark. Yeah. I mean, it ends with Kira Knightley killing Johnny Depp, and it ends with Orlando Bloom thinking that Kira Knightley is unfaithful to him. Mm. So a lot of, like, it definitely is not a nice, like, hero's journey. It doesn't really have... I mean, it's sort of... I You can sort of compare it to Empire Strikes Back. I'm so sorry to bring up Star Wars. I'm, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm so well, here's sorry. The thing about, here's, here's the major difference between this and Star Wars. There's no, there, there's no Cthulhu penis face in Star Wars. 
And Bill Nye's blockbuster performance as Davy Jones in the second movie is definitely, in my opinion, the star of the of the second one. Yeah. If you want to talk about a weird turn, he is maybe the most aggressive villain ever in a Disney movie. He's he bl- looks terrifying. He sounds weird. He. I, what I do love is how piratey everyone does. Yeah. Both Bill Nye everyone and does very piratey. Jeffrey Rush are like... It is as though Jeffrey Rush was killed and then pulled out of the dead to be a pirate. Right. So that movie ends with a reincarnation. You're like, this is getting wild. Like they're fighting hammerhead crustacean men. People are getting reincarnated. I think Jack Sparrow was banished to hell. This is a weird movie. But I think I wanted to compare it. I'm just going to do it briefly. Okay. We're going to go into Star Wars. We're going to dip our toes in there. We're just going to run right out. Empire Strikes Back. In this, both middle movies, both seemingly dark. I think there's no hope at the end of this. There's like maybe it's just because yeah. there's like very little. It's so convoluted. And there's so much going on, but every character doesn't get what they want. Basically, right? Where Empire is like, yeah, they, it's it sucks, but like they're together at the end. They're like they have something to fight for, and they're probably going to do it. Here it's like I barely know what they're fighting for and everyone hates their lives or is dead. Well, the thing is at the end of the second one, they're like, we got to get Jack back. And you're kind of like, why the, why? Yeah. Everyone hates him. Yeah. Everyone's trying to kill him all the time. So, which leads us to three, which they must have said, Gore, we're not, we can't keep making these. These are very expensive. We're going to give you one blank check to do whatever the whatever you want with this series. Launch off into your wildest fantasies. What What was the budget on this? You got some three hundred million dollars. Three hundred million dollars in two thousand seven. Okay, so we're talking about the the world of sequels and franchises. This is very early on in this world. This is predates Iron Man. We're nowhere near Infinity War, Endgame level insanity. This movie is like a thousand Endgames. Mm. What's yeah. crazy with this movie is that while many directors would choose to conclude a story in a third act, Verbinski chooses to essentially shoehorn three more movies (laughs) into the end of his trilogy. Now, of course, this is not the end of the franchise, but this is obviously him spiking the football, being like, Gore's going out, baby, and I'm taking everyone down with me. You're all fucking going down. Yeah. This was so fucking crazy. It opens like a Mission Impossible-style thriller in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And And immediately I was like, what, tonally speaking, this is... No, it doesn't even open with that. Okay. No. The opening... Also upset me and disturbed me. In your own words, can you describe the insanely macabre upsetting beginnings of this movie? Yeah, it's uh it's I think it's a good way to start because there's way more death in this movie than the other two right. combined. This is true. So to start off with a I don't know, it's like it I think it's a great connection point between the ending of two and the beginning of three where we're like Oh, this is the aftermath of capitalism taking over. Genocide, essentially. Yeah. Pirate genocide. Pirate genocide. And I like that pirates are, even though real life pirates are bad, like they actually do kill people. Though in Captain Phillips, we learn to sympathize with the Somali pirates because they have their own struggle. Oh. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. You've always been my captain. Captain, my captain. Yeah. And you've always been a pirate lord. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Podcast lord. Okay. You've always been a podcast lord. Yeah, we're gonna. Don't, we'll fix all this in the edit. So just yeah, yeah I'm yeah. the editor. Just keep moving. Yeah, it's good. It's you don't good. have to tell me. Yeah, how to don't do worry my about job. it. Just, just snip, please. Snip. You always and tell me how to do my job. And we're back in the thing. Uh, and then the kid gets hanged. Right now, here's my actual question for you. I honestly thought they were gonna save the kid. I was really? Like, There's no way this Disney movie starts with a child being slowly brought to his death. And yet, I was naive because it's Gore Verbinski, baby, and he's like, "We're killing the child." Yeah. How bad are the capitalists? They're killing children. They're bad. So, okay, this movie very quickly introduces a new pirate law that is, I'm not even sure, if you haven't seen this movie, one, I don't know if I could tell you to go see it. It's insane. It's three hours long and it is truly like getting screamed at. But (laughs) a new law introduced in the movie is that if enough pirates sing the pirate song, it triggers a meeting of the pirate lords at their secret shipwreck base. And this is treated like something we all understand. Because like the kids start singing yo ho, and you're like, okay, Sing it. this is Sing it. a pirate's yo, life for me, ho. and you're like, okay, this is this is weird. What is the tone here? Then everyone starts singing like a musical, starts yeah. singing it around him, and you're like, what is happening? 
Then it later is like someone just says expositionally, well, you know, the pirates yeah, sang yeah. the Yoho song and now we have to go to pirate meeting, <laughs> as we all do. You think they just the people would do that all the time? You would just think- like to up the cost of the pirates. Be like, oh, let's go send them to the pirate meeting and just have like everyone in town sing the pirate song. Like, haha. Okay, you, you raise a good now. point. This is a, a topic of radical democracy. Anyone apparently in the pirate world can start singing the pirate song, and if a, if a, a, a quorum is met, <laughs> if, song. If a pirate minion is met through chanting the pirate hymns. You have to have a pirate meeting. Is it just that one song or can you sing any song? Oh, it clearly is that song. Yeah. But here's my thing. We've heard that song sung a shit ton in the first two movies. So it's a little... like I have so many questions about the sheer onslaught of pirate lore. Because in earlier in the movies, it seems like <laughs> like the parlay or like there's a couple rules. Right. Or, you know, Allo Poppet. Yeah, there's a few like pirate rules. Yes, the Hello Poppet rule. Right. In this one, it's like being a pirate is, is very complicated. It's extraordinarily complicated. I like it. Can I... Can I um... Uh, I hate to do it. I'm sweating right I now. I hate to do it. But Star can Wars? I just, yeah, can I just Fucking, do it? This is fine, piece of shit. I, I, I just think Phantom Menace, you know, it like every, everyone's just like rightfully called it to task for taking all the magic and the fun out of the force. Being like, oh, it's just midichlorians. And like, and then they like, it's like, oh, it's, tr- it's not war. It's just trade bullshit. And it's like, yeah, that's boring. So for some reason, I'm really into pirate rules and like seeing this band of people that like, I think it's because they've been so mythologized where the Jedi was like, just had this one moment. And then like, he basically, for me, ruined it. This is like pirates are often seen as just these crazy, murderous rum drinkers. And it was like, Gore's like, no, these guys have their own rules and you're going to sit down for fucking three hours and learn them. Uh, Gore, question? Yes. Uh, How many rules are there? There are many. (laughs) There will never be enough. It is, What's Gore's voice sound like? I I'm Gore Vabinsky, and I love pirates. <laughs> Whoa! It's me, Gore Vabinsky, the he's, man of the pirates. He's all throat. Have you seen my pirate films? <laughs> There's three and no more. <laughs> um. Yes, okay, so this... So very quickly, this movie starts on a strange Le- Les Mis level, like, Hell yeah. weird, dirty musical. And then we segue into an undercover mission to Singapore to meet Chow Yun-Fat, who plays... Another pirate lord, which is, again, an idea that basically is told to us in conversation and then it's like, oh, it's pirate lords. All right. Pirate mm. lords. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, he was when the movie was released in China, his almost all of his scenes were cut out really? because they considered him to be a, an offensive uh, depiction of Chinese culture. OK, well, this is my thing. Yeah. One, it. Gore Verbinski, as we know, is a big fan of being like, how to set the mood in a scene? I'll drench it in a single color. And water. And water. Almost oh all of his scenes are drenched in water. For the record, we have talked about wet movies in the past. Jesus. Stop here. This was upsettingly wet. I don't this think was too wet. Orlando Bloom was ever dry. Orlando Bloom looks like a walking cold sore in this movie because he's just moist the entire time. This The climax of this movie is so, one, hard to look at. The color palette is so brutal and so wet. I was, like, actually upset. But, okay, we're in Singapore, and it's definitely Disney's dark Singapore, which is very weird. And he chooses to drench it in what color? If you had to guess, what color did Gore drench that whole sequence in? Mm. I'll give you a hint. It's a creative choice. <laughs> what about taupe? Oh, not taupe. Fuck. Uh... Maybe a, a purple, a lavender. Ooh, that that would be good. Hey, maybe tastefully a creamy jade or something. That's relatively no yellow. Oh, everything what? is yellow. I thought Kira Knightley was wearing yellow face. I'm convinced she might be wearing yellow face. It's wow. weird. And yeah, it's it was a strange. I didn't even pick up on that. I think it was just like so. It's ubiquitous. He, yeah. he covers everything. Because, like, you know, he does this, like, on Davy Jones. There's, like, everything's, like, gray and green or whatever. Or, like, yeah. he really loves or in the moonlight, the blue, which works very well sometimes. And we'll get to, I think, some of the most incredible visual storytelling of the entire series is in this movie. But there's a lot of, like, you know, we talk often about, okay, in sequels, we want to see more of a pirating world. Would you say we, we are spared fucking anything in this fucking, in this movie? <laughs> So we were spared anything? Is there anything we don't see in the pirate world? By the end of this movie, we, we learn see it all. Everything. I guess one thing I, I was curious about. Okay. Uh, where do they get their rum from? Do and they make it? Why is every rum bottle two thirds empty? Because they, the people packaging it have I to take. Fucking love it. Yeah, they have to take a little. Love they have to rum. take a little off the top. There was a, actually relatively low rum in this movie for a three-hour-long film. I thought it was surprising how little they went to the rum thing. Well, when you and you didn't see it in theaters. No, and honestly, it's having now that seen it at home. Gulp. 
Yeah, sorry, I'm sipping my pirate rum. <laughs> Lemon flavored. Uh, I think there was less rum in the actual film because when you went and saw it in theaters, everyone got rum. <laughs> there was just like handing out like a, a windswept bottles, like green glass bottles. I think of- they were just saying big gulps, but yeah, okay. everyone got a rum. Everyone got a rum. You get a rum. You get a rum. Is that joke still good? That Oprah joke from when I was like six? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, good yeah, stuff. yeah. It's really good. Pretty good stuff. Um, speaking of 2006, can I read something? Oh, please. Yes. I would like to take a little break from our ramblings. Sure. And bring up even more ramblings. Hey, hey people love it. So when I'm, I've been trying my best to do, oh God, a little more research for the podcast. <laughs> and... So that, just for the record, that wasn't me. Charles is Googling something and went... Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to tell a story which then brings me to this rambling. Okay. Because um, you said you watched this You watched this by yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. You you sat alone for three days. You couldn't... You finished. You started Friday. I watched this movie in two chunks and I, I slept in the middle and woke up trying to figure out what of the fever dream of this fucking nightmare movie was real and what was not. As it turns out, it's much stranger in real life than you could possibly dream. But yes, I watched it alone. I feel like it would be tantamount to like an emotional abuse situation to draw in a partner or a friend to watch this movie. Yeah. So I drew in both partner and a friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but the the partner immediately fell asleep. The best call of the night. We yeah. started at like eleven, and again, this is a three hour movie that feels like six. And it's very important to have seen the second one to even. It's hard to understand what's going on, but without even having seen the second one, it's impossible. You, you I, just I like might to well give up. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jeffrey Rush was dead for a whole movie. Like, yeah, he's uh, he's reincarnated. Yeah, he's back. Sorry, so she's a god in a... Did they mention that in the second one? No. No, no, they brought it up in this one. She's in love with the Cthulhu? Yeah, they just that just sort of came up now. So that's a yeah. thing. But you I mean, if you watch the second one now knowing that, you can sort of get it. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm scurrying <laughs> off to rewatch. Uh. Uh, so my, my friend Felipe, who's an avid fan of the podcast, he'll be listening to this and probably giddily, you know, combing his hair while he hears his name. Hey, Felipe, this is for you. You got Felipe on the cell, but he's not here. Leave a message. Cha-ching, cha-ching. When will it end? You've never done that for me. Jesus. Okay. That's... You got Charles on the cell, but he ain't here. He's probably doing yoga and drinking chamomile tea. Leave a message. Thank you. Uh, if you want one, just send us an email, wwipodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I'll say anything you want me to. Anything. Anything? Anything. All yeah, right. I thought yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Felipe came over with a friend of his who actually now just started working at Trillium as well. So this is like weird. I think I saw her the next day at work and I was like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, she was nice. Fuck but it was just like, yeah. she looked a little exhausted from having stayed up till two in the morning watching a movie that she'd never heard of or watched or knew what the fuck was going on. Uh, but Felipe, I thought was really fun. He had a very nice spirit about it. He's, his idea was, I was like, do you want me to like recap the first two movies? Do you want to watch like a, I'm sure this thing on YouTube, it's like, here's what happened in Pirates 2. He's like, you know what? I like, I, it's like when you go to a party and you don't know anyone and you just walk around the room mm. and you can talk to people you don't know and you get to meet the space as it's already happened. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, what if that party was really wet and so impenetrable that it felt like someone was trying yeah, to Yeah, halfway through, it was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Right. What is going on? Sure. And I had to explain it to him. We watched that video on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah. So we, we've been talking about this as far as even our own comprehension of this movie. And we both found ourselves referencing the Wikipedia article about this movie because g- genuinely, this is the least accessible film I've ever seen. Which For, which uh, Wikipedia article were you going to? I was going to... So, so here's where our research differed. I, because I'm a square, normo, centrist, boring idiot, I went to normal Wikipedia like a pleb. Yeah, and I went to the Pirates Wikipedia. Now, okay, I, want, I wanted and to... The, the plot synopsis on the Pirates one is like shot for shot, and I actually sort of got an idea of what was going on. Okay, just for the record, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The, paragra- the plot summary on Wikipedia is nine paragraphs. Wow. And it and it and it omits the most confusing part of the movie, which in, we will, in short, just stick with us. We're going to try to break down a part of the movie that actually was so perplexing that on Wikipedia it is simply referred to as a complex series of deals. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, wait, okay. but uh, the synopsis on pirates.fandom.com right is broken up into 
Um, not only is it broken up into multiple, multiple paragraphs, it was broken up into Hoist the Colors. Okay. Singapore. Right. Um, at World's End. That's cool. That's the title of the full film. But but we get to World's End pretty yeah, very, quickly. As you said, that was number three. Right. Davy Jones Locker. Right. Uh, up is Down. Just Goes Business. That okay, was so, that was the moment right. that we needed to go through. That gets very crazy. Okay, so to uh, make wait, a long I'm story done. short, I'm not done. You don't just rattle off the fucking Wikipedia. I'm not done. That's bad podcasting. Oh, wait, because you, that pushed me to the top of the page. Hold on. Uh, betrayal and Redemption. You just betrayed me and our listeners. Uh, the Brethren Court. The Brethren Court was... Great. And every section has a quote. This one is, this is madness. This is politics. Elizabeth Swan. That's pretty cutting Jack stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Jesus, shut the fuck up. Just shut the, put the fucking phone down. Parlay. 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 Maelstrom Battle. Jesus Christ. We're getting to the end. I, even, even I know. Fate and Fountain. Wow. So I'm just saying, uh, oh, sorry, epilogue. So I had more than nine sections. That's Each insane. one had multiple yeah. paragraphs. And but, I literally spent all the time I was waiting for you because you were late. Fuck you. Fucking half an hour fuck late. You. What do you mean, fuck me? I don't fuck work you. for you. Yeah, I know, but you told me to get to your house at fucking yeah it's called a false deadline it's what producers do i'm smart yeah i'm an ep on this fucking show yeah me too all right yeah and then i get here and you're like oh i'm, I'm gonna be a half hour late and like well first of all you gave me a half an hour window of when to be here between 12 30 and 1 yeah that's relaxing you have time yeah. to stretch so what do i do take a fucking walk i don't know why do you want me to go to your house so be an bad adult um because initially i was gonna go home and walk the dog first but then that became clear that, that was a disastrous plan I'm glad I forced you to come here. I know. Much like in the pirate movie when people were forced to do things they didn't want to do. You know what I wish was more happening? What's that? Walking the plank. They really... Zero. Zero walkings of the plank. no plank walking in this. Um, Can you imagine? Like, just imagine. I think that's been so, like, put into this pop culture idea of, like, when you walk the plank, you always get saved or nothing. Like, literally, you just fall into the ocean. Okay, so to die. You're, you're underscoring part of this pirate experience, which we get a lot in the first couple of movies, that, that being a pirate is disgusting and horrible, and you'll probably die, and then be reincarnated or become a fish man. Not a lot of great choices. The body count in this movie is actually staggering. Very And I was high. kind of like, it was, it. the tone of this goes so far off the rails into just a level of bleakness that's like almost gut churning. Like people, there are so many corpses in this being used as props yep. and bait. And like, I guess like we're, we're charting a series and this one is so far off the beaten path of anything else we've seen where I almost admire it where I think a lot of people are like, oh, these movies, they come to like, for example, do you mind if I reference a little movie series called Star Wars? No, I, I don't. Okay. That's okay. So uh, famously, you know, the, the whole story with Return of the Jedi is that old Georgie George was like, wait a minute, people like this shit. I can't do the real ending, which is going to be cool and sad. It's got to be extremely accessible. Extremely toy driven. Right. I want the end of this movie to be like a big, literally everyone hugs. Okay. The original ending famously, you know, Han dies, Leia is left to, to govern a shattered republic. Luke is shattered by guilt and goes off to be alone. Like, it's a real brutal Shakespearean, you know, epic ending. Instead, we get like, we won with the teddy bears. Yeah. We're going to have a hug body. Um, <laughs> Which character is that? Gore Verbinski as a kid. Oh, he was. It's a- me, baby Gore Verbinski. I'm working, I'm a script editor. Now I'm old Gore Verbinski. I make pirate movie. That's a good life. It's, it's, yeah. Good work if you can get it. Yeah. Um, so in, in this movie, Gore Verbinski was like, okay, what if I did the original Star Wars ending times a fucking million? Wait, can you do it in his voice? I'm Gore Verbinski and I'm going to make the end of my trilogy so fucked up, kids will be pissing themselves all fucking year. They'll be shitting okay. out of fear that they'll be fucking turned into a goddamn undead pirate. By the way, the end of the movie, <laughs> just to jump <laughs> right, okay. Where, where's Gore from? Um, uh, he's from both Brooklyn and our hearts. <laughs> um, at the end of the movie, Elizabeth Swan is deposited on a random island. <laughs> and then in the after credits, has raised a child and is wearing clothing and just living on this empty island. Yeah, waiting for her will. Well, yeah, which I found very confusing. I was like, where the fuck is she? Why did they just dump her in the middle of nowhere? I was confused too. And I did remember the, all the rules they told me. The 10 years passing between visits. Which is all new in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they introduce so much lore. That it is genuinely staggering. I, I thought I missed stuff from the first two movies, but no, it's all self-contained fucking batshit insanity. Yeah. Um, that thing I was going to read to you. Yes, oh, of course. But it's actually a real thing. Okay. Um, because yeah. the last two episodes, we started off with a review. And and usually an effusive IMDb review from a, a, a normal civilian who's got pirate fever, usually Jack Sparrow fever in their trousers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 
No, I don't. The fucking dicks are fucking soaked for Jack Sparrow. Or clits are big. Sure, pick one. I don't know. Yeah. Buttholes clenched. Either way. Everyone's oh, I would one. never clutch, clench my butthole. For <laughs> a jack? Hip. Uh, uh, Ebert, in the ravings of his illness in 2007... <laughs> It was very tasteful. I, and you really handled that. I really don't like Roger Ebert. I will say that when he's right, he's right. When he's wrong, he's so wrong, it's like staggering. I think he, uh, we talked about this earlier, but it's like I think critics from, you know, almost all of time, maybe we're getting better at it, were like, you should spend your money this way and don't spend it that way. This isn't worth anyone's time. It's bad. Isn't worth half a doubloon. Yes. I'm a pirate movie critic. Uh, that's Oh, my God. We should just switch. I found the tone of the film condescending. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Ebert's not my fan, but Felipe loves Ebert. Oh, my God. What's that? I'm vaping. Whoa. Can you vape in here? It's mint flavored. It's my office. Wow. It's my office. <laughs> when did you start vaping? What is that? It's a jewel knockoff that I got on a vacation outside of Pittsburgh because it was on sale for 99 cents. <laughs> wow yeah jewel's That's... like 45 dollars, and i was like no thanks and what, what what brand is this i'm not plugging a brand on the podcast it's a rival brand of jewel they're trying to like reboot themselves they're trying to get like a 15 billion dollar evaluation or some shit so they're like selling just like a dollar so wow. people will get hooked on their product Damn. and it's great i love it i wanted to fidget and i'm enjoying it when it's, i'm done with this this second pod i'm gonna never never do it again all right i hope so i had this friend who did it for like a couple days and when he lost his jewel he was so like Addicted to nicotine, he went out and bought a whole new one. Your friend is weak. Yeah, and I a told broken him that. person. I yeah. was like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Addiction is a choice. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh anyway, this is this is uh called Pondering Pirates. It was written really? by Really? That's what they went with? It was written by Roger not they. Okay. That's what he went with. Okay. While he was in the hospital. <laughs> Roger Ebert wrote this on May twenty fourth, two thousand seven. Uh it is subtitle. Not a review of Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, just some idle speculation. Would you like to go through this with me? It's a list. I, I would, and honestly, right off the bat, he is absolutely right. Trying to review this movie right. is impossible. Now let's see what he speculates okay, about. Okay, yes. Number one, does the word ship shape mean nothing in the pirate navy? Mm. Their ship, the Black Pearl, looks like it should be dipped in easy off oven cleaner. Coming like out just, swinging. Damn, Ebert. Like we just move on to number two? Okay, sure. Uh, by what evolutionary... Sorry, number two. So sorry, his big problem was that the pirates were too dirty? That was number one. Was that the, That's the whole thing. They're not, fucking disgusting. Not the pirates, the boats. Specifically the boats. Well, why would the boat be any cleaner than the pirates? I understand that. They're all like Ebert. covered in pus the entire movie. I don't know what was wrong hey, why with Why did the fishmen become normal at the end? I didn't get because that Because Will is a, is a nicer captain, man. So wait, Davy Jones was making them be crustaceans? Yeah. What? I think so. They never explained it. No, they don't. They just, they're covered in like like what looks like snot, and they're just like normal, but they're just immortal. And then they become not... a part of the ship. It was so there too confusing. Long. Yeah, I liked it. I guess. I like that they didn't need to explain it. I think they're like, we're not making Orlando Bloom ugly. I think his contract said, look, I'm not going to be fucking ugly in this movie. Impossible. I'm the prettiest. He's prettier than anyone in ever. He's prettier than Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Kira Knightley's really handsome. She, she has a strong jaw. She's a, pu- a little yeah. fish. Like, mm, little kisser. Little fish or kisser. And Orlando's guy's like, I'm a little, I've got a little mustache. He's, Who has a little mustache? Help me, a Will Turner. Uh, Bootstrap Bills boy. Boy. Boy, by what evolution? Number two, by what evolutionary pathway (laughs) did nature? Actually, this speaks to what we were just talking about. Okay, Uh, did nature supply Davy Jones, Bill Niggy, with a face of squirming octopus tentacles? Question mark. What is the advantage? Question mark. Hold on, hold on. Wait, there's one more question mark. Okay, to help him win a hot dog eating contest? Question mark. Wow, this is not the high point of the Ebert's brain must no, have been hold on. We are shown repeatedly in this movie that his little tentacles can play piano. Sure. They can hold on to keys. They can help him in fights. Yeah, well, like, this is what Ebert was thinking about. Like, he's just yeah. like, he saw a dirty ship and he's like, I don't know. So he thought Cthulhu Penis Face wasn't realistic enough. Or had a purpose. Like, he needed that face to have a purpose. He looked fucking baller as Ebert, shit. By the way, the effects of his face. Yeah. Incredible. incredible. You know what they also do? They hide the fucking key, Bert. Where were you? You dozing off during that yeah. scene? Uh, it's only the key that is the lock to the chest that holds his be- beating heart that the Dutch East India Company steals to control the fucking high seas to kill all the pirates that can control the high seas. Dumb dumb. Uh, duh. All of number three. Okay. All of Davy's crew members seem to have spent 
a long year spent long years in the briny deep their faces being colonized by lower orders of marine life they i don't even want to read this read it i don't even know what it means they look like the before in a before and after advertisement when the after is scrofula that's a deep cut, bro. I don't like. Like, is that a disease? Like, what's scrofula? I'm gonna look it up. How do you look, spell scrofula? Uh, S. Okay. R. I'm just gonna look scrofula and close to scrofula. Oh, that's the only one R. Okay. A Latin word for brood sow is a term applied to tuberculosis of the neck. Cervical tuberculosis is infection of the lymph nodes. Jesus. What did uh, Ebert die of? Not, was, I don't think it was scrofula. All right. Maybe it was just hot in his mind. I, or, or his wow. Neck. Okay. Scrofula. Well, we learned something today accidentally. Thanks, Ebert. <laughs> It's the fucking weekend now. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Four. Okay. Is Johnny Depp, that splendid actor, signed up forever? God, he was. we were all so young in 2007. Yeah. He was a splendid actor. Yeah, he sure was. Let him take as a cautionary note that Johnny Weissmuller once ranged up and down the aisles of a flight to Khan, uttering the Tarzan yell. So he's concerned that Jack is too deep and old. That's, oh my God, I just did it. That Johnny is too deep in Jack. Jack deep in Johnny. Where does Jack spit? And it's so. Does, can you imagine uh, Johnny Depp as a as a loon, and the lunatic alcoholic who uh, is rude to women? I cannot. And has an estranged relationship with his father wow. and dresses like a fucking psychopath. Was that big man his father or his brother? Keith Richards was his father. His father. Yes. The pirate lord. It's highly implied. Yes. Well, he says, "How's mom?" I I assumed uh, they were brothers. Brothers. No. Because like. I guess, wait, my parents are divorced and they're only talking. Quit boasting. I'm just trying to say, like, if I said to my dad, yeah, I guess I'd say, how's mom? Yeah, so I guess it could be either. Okay. I mean, I'd say that to my brother, too. Wow. But they had different last names, right? I don't know a lot about pirate common law stuff. There's almost no way. Oh, wow. We really we, didn't we, go into we, that? We have to talk about the wedding. No, we do see a pirate wedding in this oh, movie, which is fucking legit There's only a few bonkers. more of these. Okay, There's yeah. only a few more. Uh, number five. Actually, I'm going to skip number five. It's boring. Number six. Okay. This is my favorite. Fire away. There are two that are my favorites. This is one of them. Was Scrofield one of them? No, I haven't gotten that Okay, all right. Number six. There's a cute monkey who, like many movie animals, always supplies the correct reaction shot, but with cannon to the left of him and cannon to the right of him, isn't it miraculous that he never has an accident on a sailor's shoulder? Okay, one that's crazy because he's fired out of a cannon in this movie and is set on fire, which seems like... Also, he's, what, dead and reincarnated? He's had a lot of fucking shit happen to him for a monkey. Also... <laughs> no, no, did you get that? For the can- on the can- pirates. Oh, he hasn't shit anybody. <laughs> yeah. Or, given the state of their uniforms, would we be able to see it? Fuck, dude, roasting <laughs> these pirates, bro. Um, I will say this... Uh, it's like a monkey shit. To that point, um, uh, I know a lot of our listeners are, are like fucking lefty dirtbags who probably smoke weed and vote for Bernie, and it's disgusting, and they're not making America very great. But that was a Kipling reference. With cannon to the left of me. That's a Kipling right reference. And, you know, these schools, okay, they don't teach Kipling anymore. They don't? We're too busy learning about girls or something. What? I, it's appalling. Sorry, I didn't pull back. That's okay. Some things we shouldn't pull back from. All right. And if Rutler Kipling... Is not taught in school? Wow. What's next? We won't teach the Bible in school? What? Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's okay. No, I, no. I felt the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. Uh, my next... Uh, skipping to number eight, my, second, sure. my yeah, other favorite. Okay, okay, okay. Number eight. In a sword fight, Depp has his sword hacked in two. Remember that? Uh, famously with Davy Jones. He thrusts the stump into his scabbard. That's a good sentence. I'll say it again. Yeah, please. Do you want to say it? He thrust the stump into his scabbard. That's a really good... That's like from Singing in the Rain or something. Remember that scene where she's... I'm no, not that scene. Oh. The scene where she's like... Practic- Make him laugh! <laughs> yes, that scene. Yeah. He thrusts the stump into, into his scabbard. scabbard. Mm. That actually... This is a thing in, in English classes. That sentence contains all of the sounds of the human language and every letter. I thought it was uh, the the the, the barnyard quick... fox skips into the cellar's door. I thought it was the the, Z- the big brown fox jumps over a dog. The lazy brown dog. The big brown fox. You didn't have a fucking Z in yours. The big brown fox. There's no Z in that. Fuck. Yeah. 
Okay, go, Fuck, so, okay, it's so one of the sounds. Going back to the thrusting of the sky. Uh, later, he pulls yeah. out his sword again and is surprised to see it's only a foot long. What kind of pirate forgets that his sword is hacked into? The uh, fucking guy who's <laughs> been watching for two and a half movies! <laughs> the guy that's fucking drunk all the time. Okay, we need to talk about Clam- Jack Sparrow in this movie. Because you think, okay, is there yeah, more? Yeah, no, that's fine, okay, that's fine, that's fine. The, okay, so okay, well, this is a good segue. We often talk about these movies, and you know, we want to see more of these this world. We want to really get into it. And at the end of the second movie, I'm not going to do the voice because it is very weird and caricature and racist in the movie. So I'm not going to do it here. But the the Calypso speaks in a very mm. heavy patois. I don't know how to put it. And she's like, "You want to go to the world's end? Are you sure? Are you gonna gonna?" And we're like, "Oh, how crazy could it be?" Turns out, fucking absolutely yeah. Yodelarsky level bananas. So, a big thrust of the movie is to, to to save Jack Sparrow, who they deliberately killed to send to Dave Jones' locker to go save from from there. They go into pirate purgatory nightmare. Realm. Yeah, but they only they only send him there to save themselves. True. But now that they need him, it's not like they hate. No one really for all the backstabbing. I think that's what I like about these movies is that no one actually hates each other. No, it's part of the thing. They're all just doing things for their own self-interest, but it's not personal. Right. Yeah. So they're like, it's oh, just, yeah. we need this, we need this little piece of eight. Let's well, go get him. This movie, the, fi- get the famous quote from this movie is, of course, it's not personal. It's pirate business. Yeah. It's one of the rules of yeah. being a pirate. It's not personal. Let's look it up in the book, daddy. It's pirate business. Okay. So they go like, this is a sequence that is endless. They go through like... They go through a storm. They go into the Arctic. They go like they're traveling. And it was traveling really and traveling. pretty, though. There were some really nice shots in yeah. this. But yes. Well, no, it builds up to the best shots of the movie. They finally. And is this the way? No, that's the, the on the way out. We'll get to the flipping over the boat, which is mm-hmm. the dumbest thing that's ever happened ever. But they finally make it to pirate purgatory and they like burst out into the most stunning image I've ever seen Gore Verbinski put together. But when they're literally sailing through a night star set a night sky, mm-hmm. it was breathtaking. It was. And we're in psychedelic pirates realm now. Yeah. And they're going to like the weird, like Shane Carruth style mind prison that, that Jack Sparrow is in where he's in a massive endless white plane with the black pearl commanding and murdering. And- Can I, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Can I just stroke your cock for a second? One sec. <sighs> okay. What are you going to do? Uh, oh, I just stroke your cock. Thank and you. then I also want to say this is probably the first time Shane Carruth and Gore Ravinsky's Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End has ever been referenced together. And I think it's great. It's beautiful. But I think that this, it, what I guess what I'm saying is that we enter a stylistic choice that is, even for these movies, very crazy. Yeah. And I was not expecting this. And I don't know if it's the undoing or it's either the icing on the cake of this insane movie or like some of the worst filmmaking ever. I, I truly don't know. As a choice, it's it is. It's hard. It's hard to figure crazy. it out. I will say, reading the trivia on IMDb, all of this is not in the novelization. So the novelizations, which normally exist to like flesh out movies and add right. detail, they're like, this is how do we even communicate this? Yeah, it's hard to write. Right. So I will tr- attempt to explain it to those who. I not- could write it though, because I have a BA in creative writing. You could do anything, and I could do that. I believe in you. Can we just pause? Yes. While I write that chapter. You want to add it into the novelization? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'm watching Charles. He's left the junk. Okay, he's left the office. Wait, I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to leave. I don't need to leave. Broom, broom, broom. He's driving to Barnes Nobles. Creak. I'd like to buy the Pirates Three novelization. We have it in stock. Cha-ching. Okay, and creak. Creak. Okay, he's back. He has the novelization. He's reading it. He's fucking ripping through. Okay, he's so smart. It's amazing. Okay, he found the missing part. Okay, he's licking a quill pen. Okay, he's playing that part. He's there now gluing it into the book in front. This is fucking amazing. Okay, it's done now. All right. Yeah, okay. no, 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 I got to go back. Okay. Go. To return. <laughs> okay. Creak. Creak. I like to return a book. I added a chapter to it. Okay. That's all right. We have a full return policy. Here you go. Thank you. Green. Okay, Charles is back. It's done. Wow. The job is done. We took the long walk and it was good. I told you I could do it. You did great. I loved it. Honestly, yeah, everything I, I learned from now, from Scott. Thanks, Thanks you. Scott. I couldn't have done without you. Yeah. Yes, so... um. 
Johnny Depp is is commanding a crew of his own psyche. So mm-hmm. like, there's now a shit ton of Jack Sparrows. They're all trying to eat a peanut. They're all trying to eat a peanut or something. It's the, the peanut the motif continues. Tongue shot I've ever seen. It was very gross. We were talking in Jaws about that close up on that candle. This is the closest tongue I've ever seen in my life. So they love their reveal shots of Jack Sparrow in these movies. Okay. And this one is definitely the weirdest where we just see the lower half of his face against a white backdrop. It is very strange. So I guess like, you know, we're talking about series here. Is this fan service or level of indulgence that's just delusional? I disagree entirely. I think this well, is there's the, a binary. It wasn't. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I don't think this is at all fan service. Okay. This is telling. This is what you do. You make a movie that's pretty normal. Okay. And it's a Disney movie. Everyone goes sees it. You make a more expensive movie that's not very normal, but it still has your same characters and they're all great. Mm-hmm. And everyone goes sees it. And then you make a movie that nobody wants. Yeah. About stories that are barely comprehensible, where the characters are all different than they used to be. It's three hours long makes very little sense and he did it he did do it. It, it it is not a movie for anyone but Gore Verbinski which I admire like I could not have in a million years guessed that this movie was the way it was yeah I was uh, I like the set pieces in the in the second one were like very long and mouse trappy but they were like really fun and swashbuckly this one like they're like the sequences were very different feeling he a lot also, of the fun yeah. was sucked out of it. Okay, so the climactic battle in this is a battle in the midst of a massive whirlpool in the middle of a, a nightmare storm. So everything is gray. Everyone's swinging across. The, it's it's not great to look at. It's very confusing. Elizabeth and Will get married by Barbosa in the <laughs> middle of the climactic fight. It's weird. It's very weird. And then there's like a key and Johnny Depp's got the box of the heart. Like In a way, it was like amazing. In a way, like I felt like the Jack Sparrow and this stuff worked the least of any of the movies. I really did not like him in this movie at all. Yeah, I think his character was like they try. I feel like he was the most roped in. Like everyone else had like Will wants to save his father. Right. Uh, maybe that's the only one I can remember. Elizabeth, Elizabeth wants Will well, back. No, I mean, she's like wants to get revenge on her dad dying. Yeah. There we go. There's one. Which, by the way, we see Jonathan Price dies off screen and we see his ghost in the underworld where we see a lot of bodies floating underwater. Another cool shot in the weird yeah. purgatory. By the way, they escape the purgatory. How, of course? By flipping the boat over. And they're in a different place when they flip the boat over. Literally. Mm-hmm. They flip it's the boat fine. over. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Davy Jones, a lot of weird stuff with him. He wants a lot of stuff. We, we learn there's a, a 10-year cycl- cyclical curse where he can go on land for like a day. Once yeah, 10 and years, falls his love. Calypso, but she she bailed on him the last time. Or something. It's off. weird. It's very complex. And so the big set piece in this is that she becomes... This was so confusing, okay? So we, we, they unbind Calypso to fight Davy Jones and, and, the, and the, the Dutch East India Armada. And she grows very large and mm-hmm. then disintegrates into crabs, which is a callback to, Davy, to, to Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones' locker when he's totally crazy and seeing a million versions of himself in purgatory. As you do in a Disney movie, of course. The most expensive movie ever made at the time. What the fuck? Why not? So she disintegrates into crabs. I'm like, okay. She's going to like go underneath the ocean and pop up again or something cool. Yeah. And we'll see more Calypso, like a, some sort of conclusion to that story or her character in any way. And no, that's it. She's just gone. Yeah. Does she create the maelstorm? Is that her? Yeah, that's, that's her. That's it? She creates the maelstorm. Very confusing. Because she just wants to kill everybody at this point. By the way, Mr. Gibbs goes, it's a maelstrom. Who's Mr. G- oh, yeah, yeah. With the, with the meat, the, with the meat chops. He's great. He's the guy, the only guy who's, who's with Jack at the end. Right. And then Jack leaves him behind. It's a huge, a huge dick to him. Yeah. But that's as you do. Everyone just fucks each other over and they get it. It's great. Doesn't he slap him? He slaps him, yeah. The two the, the two prostitutes slap him for being rude. And, and then, by the way, it's not cute when he's rude. He calls one of them fat and she's quite thin. Yeah. He's just like a huge fucking piece of shit. And everyone's like, dude, fuck you, Jack. You absolutely suck. And that's yeah. like basically the end of the movie. It's yeah. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And he sails off. What does he say? I'll live a life of pirates. He's like, you know what I like? Uh, being a pirate, yo, yo. Oh, yeah. and then he said, "Then too many people join him. He's got to go join the. He's got to go back. It's fucking nuts. The brethren meeting. Oh my god, this movie was exhausting. Okay, so I want to do a thing where we talked about this earlier. We don't have a million hours to do this. We both have to go to men's yoga in a little bit. We do, yeah. And honestly, nothing says Sunday to me like 
talking about Pirates of the Caribbean 3 and then doing yoga. And then talking and then about watching Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean 4. <laughs> this is the life we've chosen. In this, the middle of the movie, I don't even remember how we got here exactly. The the the, the, the shitty little runty head of the Dutch East India uh, Company does a series of complex dealings with Jack Sparrow. We're going to watch with the closed caption songs. It was very confusing. Because... I do like that you're an hour and four minutes in. And, and it's, it's still it's, the most confusing. But also it's still like the red line's very short. Yeah. Okay, so basically the Dutch East India guy is trying to make a deal with Jack Sparrow where he wants to find the pirate enclave meeting so he can de- who wanted to defeat him and Dave Davy Jones. And he's dealing with Jack Sparrow to learn where that is. It, it was very confusing to me. Also, I hated his death. I thought it was a real letdown. His what? The bad guy's death. The yeah. The Dutch India guy. I mean, yeah, I I thought it was looked really cool, but mm-hmm. it didn't really give too much closure to his character. He just sort of got betrayed, which also, I guess is how things work in this movie. But they blow up just his one ship and the whole armada just goes away? What the that's fuck? That's how it works. That doesn't make any sense. There's like a million ships. Yeah, I know. That's I agree. I think when, when I, you know, I've mentioned Star Wars in the past, uh-huh. I hate doing it. Right. But one of my big complaints is like, they set up these big worlds, but then they have these tiny skirmishes that actually somehow seem to create like, like, yay, wow, we blew up one ship and now it's over. Right. And the same thing happened. It was like, wow, there's this like huge fleet of ships on both sides. <laughs> and all we watch is one fight on one on two boats. And they just fuck off. And that's just it. It's and just then over. one of them sinks and one of them gets blown up. And I'm finding it's something I texted you for later. Don't be mad at me. That's fine. Don't I'm not even paying shit. attention to you anymore. One of my texts was how many sea laws exist, how many pirate rules are there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, why was that subtitle way over here? They're trying to show you where the sound is, I think. It's confusing. Oh, it's a it's like closed caption. Okay, maybe. so the Dutch East India Company want to know where the Brethren Court is, which is, of course, where the pirate lords go to meet to talk about pirate law. And he wants to be free from Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. So the exchange is that he'll help him be free from Davy Jones if he tells him where the pirate brethren meeting is that's i believe that is that correct yeah okay great i like this actor who He's played great. played the bad capitalist he, he was really like good. a michael sheen style guy yeah okay oh this is the other thing there's nine pieces of eight and but they're not actually nine pieces of eight they're like substitute pieces of eight remember yeah. that whole thing which is weird that they called attention to it it was very confusing there's a lot of numbers flying around <laughs> it's like what is going on Okay. Who is this guy? This ugly guy. He was the like the main number one to use the TV tropes term. He's the dragon. He's like the 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 bad guy's henchman. Yeah. By the way, I can see why they banned this in China. This is a wild racist movie. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Fu Manchu beard. Yeah. He's got long fingernails. Okay. Now Barbosa is trying to deal with Chung Yao Fat, who's working with the Dutch East India Company, but now he's he's mad at the Dutch East India Company because he's losing his autonomy. And they keep saying it's just good business. Right. Everyone keeps saying it's good business. Okay, so he's saying, well, now we have the Dutchman and the Pearl. That's bad. That's the Dutch East India Company. Now the Brethren are weak. Okay. But here's another weird part. Uh, He thought, the the Singapore pirate thought that Elizabeth was Calypso at one point. Yeah. He thinks that till he's dying. Is this the moment of the misconception? Yes, this is it. That's the moment? (laughs) Yeah. And then he 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 notices and, like, agrees to fool him. That's so confusing. But didn't he bind her? He bound her. He's one of the pirate lords. (laughs) So he lies to her. Okay. Wait, this is, I missed, this is so confusing. So I think, look, Arlena Bloom's just like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, so now Calypso's, oh, Calypso gets it. This is amazing. Yeah, We're figuring little, it out in real little, time. Little, okay. little glimmer of, ah. Uh. Okay. Oh, the court meaty. Okay. Here's the dealing. Okay. You can keep Barbosa, says Jack. Um, and we're keep Barbosa. And keep Will because they're they're angry at Jack. Everyone else goes with Jack, and he'll leave them to shipwreck Cove, and he'll hand over the pirates to Dutch East India Company, and he will not hand him to Davy Jones. This is happening very quickly. Okay, and he wants Miss Swan, who of course has a, a big old bone for. This is so good. Can we get back to a second deal? You know now what? We're in a second deal. You know, I think I fell asleep during this scene. How could you not? It's so confounding. <laughs> it was also one in the morning. Dude, just to be clear, this yeah. is intercut between... Okay. Yeah, it's two scenes of three or four groups all making deals. Very, about each other. Yeah. Like in real time. It is extraordinarily confusing. Wow. But then at the end, in the parlay, it's Will, right. Beckett, and Xiaoyun Fat. I no, think no, so. no. It's no. Will Beckett and 
It's Barbosa, Jack, and Elizabeth. Right. But then Elizabeth, then Jack and Will swap places. No, no. Elizabeth goes to Chung Yao Fat because she's in his custody when he dies with a cannonball blast and is impaled quite gorily. Yeah. And then she takes over good. the ship. Yeah. Right. This was fucking nuts. Yeah. I think the moral of this story is to really doesn't matter. Right. I think what I think maybe this whole sequence was added in because they had ideas for I don't know, maybe they like maybe Gore loves this shit. I guess so. He just loves the idea of people back backstabbing each other, making deals that no one knows. Like obviously none of these deals are gonna come through how they expect them but to. But this is like a micro John Le Carre novel in the middle of a very confusing movie where you're like, wait, what? Who is benefiting from any of this? Should I go buy that? Yes. Okay. Creep. <laughs> Come back. All right. I was joking. Fine, okay, fine, he's fine, back. Fine, he's fine. back. Yeah. Um. Long story short, you know, we're we're getting towards the end of our episode here. We're looking at this series. What's so nuts is that this is definitively the end of something. Okay. Yeah. This is the end of a trilogy, and Gore Verbinski is sparing us nothing. He's very much, you know, going for it. He. This is him ending his experience with the pirates. We still, have, you know, another two to go. Um. What do you think of this? I mean, he really went so far all out. I, I genuinely don't know whether to be impressed or offended. I personally. Yeah, well, I'm asking you. I think it's... It's... I would give it either the best in this... I think it's a perfect continuation from number two. I would say it's a dramatic escalation. I liked two a lot. It was really fun yeah, me and too. really weird. I didn't really and, like one. I thought it was boring. And number two, like, really became like, oh, this is a thing. This makes sense. This is like really fun and wild. And it also had heart. And I think this ultimately continues that heart. And like the line where like you see the kraken is dead. Like this, like the beat. Like I don't know. I think it's like a really interesting like capitalism. This was what two thousand seven. I don't know. We're, we're like right up in that. We're getting to that the recession. The recession's months away before the most expensive movie of existence up to this point comes out, which is this. And it's interesting that this comes out before that, where it's like capitalism is making the world a less interesting, less beautiful, less human place. Well, I, I wanted to share a quote from this movie that I actually thought was like really kind of beautiful and heartbreaking, and the best acting that that uh, Depp, Mister Depp, Mister Depp. And again, uh, just for the record, he seems like a huge piece of shit. I'm just saying, this was a he's long a, time ago. He's he was a splendid still actor. Building like, up, we just yes. all agree yes. with Ebert that he's a splendid actor. We all saw the professor or whatever, and we all loved it. Yeah. Okay. So at one point, Orlando, someone says something to Jack, and Jack goes, "Someone says like it's the world's bigger or something like that." No, it's what is he? No, 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 no. Someone says, "Jack, the world's getting bigger or something like that," and Jack responds, "The world's still the same." There's just less in it. Yeah. Which one is beautiful and devastating, but two, it reflects exactly the morbidity of these movies is so overwhelming where all these characters are literally dying, coming back to life, getting involved in immortal love stories. Everything that happens is happening over a century. We're just seeing like snippets of what seems like an endless eternal struggle, much like any good story at the end. It goes back to the beginning. Barbosa betrays Jack and he's like, we're going to go find the fountain of youth. Then we're like, oh, fuck. We're gonna. They got another one in the goddamn chamber. Like they set up a sequel, though it's obviously the end of something, which is a fascinating thing to split the difference on. Yeah, and I think all like Jack's, even though Jack's story, I think felt the least like a part of everyone else's, and more maybe just like thrown in to have him something to want to do. Like him choosing to give up his immortality, which is supposedly what he wanted. Like this movie is about dying and loss and. Again, no one really gets what they want. That's that's huge. Like Jack and or Will and Will and Elizabeth are still basically separated, even though they're married. Well, can we ask? Sorry, just about that. When did they fuck? They had one day together before he was called to. Oh, so, so he's like, "Let's. I'm going to impregnate you, then leave for a decade." She's yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, great, fine." Oh, on this island where I'm alone? Yeah, yeah. sure. Fucking baby me up. Bubble. Bubble. That's bubble me up. That's how I ask if the person that i fuck wants a kid you want to get babied up bobble bobble yeah everyone says Bob-ble. no it's a pirate thing I it's a podcast you. lord we, thing. we're both wearing shirts that say it's a pirate thing yeah. Yeah. and pirate lords <laughs> meeting of the brethren the enclave um and you know i i think yeah i think we're we're 
what you, what you said earlier I think is very true. This is either the best or worst thing ever. I, I really, like, this was not enjoyable to watch in the way that 2 was. And much more enjoyable yeah. than 1. And I think this is the classic problem with franchises. I think we're going to confront this in a lot of the series that we're going to be watching for this wonderful, wonderful podcast, which maybe one day people will be able to financially support. Maybe. Which is that in movie one, Jack Sparrow's like, oh, I'm a doofy, sort of, I'm a slutty doofball, and I'm a fucking Goomba, look at me go. And this one is like, I'm a reincarnated pirate lord, I control the high seas, and I can never be killed. <laughs> and you're like, what happened over two movies? Yeah. It's, it's genuinely staggering. So that that's my problem. Like, I want to give Verbinski credit for truly being given an unprecedented amount of artistic freedom to make a movie, make something that is like defiantly incomprehensible and unlikable. Like it's amazing. Like I have great respect for him to make a movie that's this complicated. I've never, the Lord of the Rings, not a single one of those movies has an ounce of the complexity of this movie alone. No, that was a very clear cut. Right. That's like 17 hours of whatever, of high fantasy fuckery that's relatively easy to explain to people. Oh, Sauron's the bad guy. Sauron's the bad wizard. There's good wizards. They fight. I don't know. This is like, well, they were friends. Then they betrayed each other. Then he died. They reincarnated him. They brought him back from purgatory. Then they got married. And she's a god in hiding. But she's in love with that guy who's a lizard man who lives underwater. And it's like, it's genuinely like fucking, it's the, the, the I want some of your drugs. Oh my God. So I don't know. This was, I mean, it's, we're talking this like it's an ending because in a way it is an ending, but like the question of the podcast is when will it end? And I'm genuinely interested. Yeah. Are you in- excited for four? I'm, uh, I think it's going to be different. I think it was a new director, new, it took it four years later. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be very different. I don't think it's. I think the gore touch worked for me. I, I I was pleasantly just enjoying that it basically was like, fuck you. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> fuck you, audience. Fuck you, everybody. I'm going to make this weird thing that I want to make. That's uh, down deep. It's like really dark and really like about all the ways that we fail each other. And like it sort of celebrates the freedom of pirates, but ultimately it also sh- shows how like, limiting it is to just be by yourself all the time and like working for yourself and no one really gets no one is connected to anybody and but, i think but they're inextricably connected that's what i mean that's why it's really interesting to like have these people that are all supposedly friends lovers uh good business men is, and, it, is it the last line of the bad british guy? Like, it's just good He's just good business. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, and I just, I think it's like to make a Disney movie about cowardice, backstabbing, just... Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling. There was some swashbuckling. I don't know. I just like... Get, a, getting soaked. I feel like a, like a JJ would have been much safer. Uh, I could see them pulling in someone that would have been like, we just need pirate movies. And I feel like this was like a really fucked up movie that happened to have pirates in it. And I was into it. I would say that like by the time they're getting married mid swashbuckling battle with swords on the ship deck by Barbosa, mm-hmm. I was like, this is like camp at this point. Like this is so fucking like it's it's so drunk on itself by the end of this where it's like he's like will you marry me elizabeth and she's like barbosa marry us while we fight these fucking british guys and or crustacean faced hammerhead sharks yeah like it, i was like this is amazing like yeah. as an accomplishment that anything in our culture got to this point where people dumped truckloads of millions of dollars on this it's insane yeah so and again i guess like you know I guess something we're discovering by watching these franchises is that, is that often people write off sequels as being like redundant cash grabs. And frequently they are. Mm-hmm. Jaws this is 3D. This is absolutely not that. No. This is the opposite of that. It is so ludicrously more complicated by the end. It, it, it flies in the opposite direction of Return of the Jedi in this total 180 degree. It's kind of a masterpiece of like, of just like staggering enormity at mm-hmm. the end of the day. I don't know if I like the movie. Yeah, I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. But. I, I don't. I found it exhausting. But like as in a, to, to watch this series go from like, I would say, I don't know, a, like on the insanity scale, like, oh, it's wacky, it's some darkness, I don't know, three or four. Two, you're like, oh, Davy Jones is nuts. They're all in dead or something. Okay, that's like a six or a seven. This is like a 12. Yeah. It's truly fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, and it's for kids. So with, with that being said, my interest in the sequel is this. 
how do you go forward? As I understand it, I don't believe Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley are in the fourth one. Oh, wow. So I think it's a lot more Jack-oriented, which, honestly, I'm a little tired of Jack. But I do want to see what happens next. I mean, I think it's a safe director is going to play it safe and just have the story be about finding the fountain of youth because that's what the end of this one said he was going to do. I like that at the beginning it was like, I want some doubloons and to get laid. And now it's like, I would like to live forever again, like in the first movie. But like, again? You know, I don't know. I guess I have a lot of questions. I, I, I'm I so defeated by this that I'm just like, fine, let's fucking watch it. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And you can do that next week and when will it end? The greatest podcast of pirating in the world. We're, we're working on our pirate spinoff podcast where we just talk about pirate law. Um, there's so much pirate law. There's so much. Years of podcasting to do. You're going to want to really invest in that. Uh, it's called the Pirate Cast, and we're just going to get into Pirate Lords. Uh, I bet there's already a podcast. I'm called the Pirate Cast. You're, we're gonna we're gonna do the Tortuga Corner, where we try to analyze the business model of how to run a business in Tortuga, and how to avoid the Dutchies Indie Company because they'll fucking hang you even if you're six. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, we did it. Uh, part one through three is done. We're gonna dive into the rest. Uh, stay tuned and do the. You can do the outro. No, we, yeah. We, we record it. We record outro. Well, I, my mic broke, so I haven't yo, actually been. Oh, yo, yo, ho, a pirate's, pirate's life, life for me. me.